oh, you know, when these, these negative thoughts come up, you can be aware of it now because you wrote it down. You, you know what's happening. So when these negative thoughts come up in your head, you can start counteracting. We are live. Hello, everybody. It's your girl. I'm back. I have Paul fortunately. Y'all, you heard that right, yes? You heard that right. So he's about to tell us how to make a fortune. Right, <laughs> 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 well, guys, thank you so much for uh for those that will be watching this live, for those that will watch the replay, let me know in the comments, and those that will be listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube. Thank you so much. I, I love your support. I appreciate it. So if this is your first time here, I am Tanya, a marketing strategist, a business coach and a launch copywriter. And Booth Talk is about talking about your entrepreneurship journey. It's about helping you with marketing and entrepreneurship. And on today's show, I have Paul here because there is something that has been recurring, a recurring topic in my community. And I felt, and when I reached out to Paul and agreed to do this interview, I was so happy because a lot of people have been talking to me about imposter syndrome and how they can overcome it because they feel, they know that they are an expert at what they do, but they just feel that it sounds so wrong when somebody says that they are the expert. So I just want to let Paul quickly introduce himself and then we will jump into the conversation. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for allowing me the space to talk with you today. I was excited. I got up early just so that I could be ready for, for talking with you today. So thank you so much for that. And um, for, your, for your audience, I'm a coach, motivational coach, whatever you want to call me. And I help people rewrite their stories and take control of their lives. Take back their pen because it's our story to write and our story to write alone. So take back the pen and write the story that we wanna write for our lives, not for anybody else, not for your family, not for your friends, but the story you want to write for yourself, totally from your heart and soul. And that's what, that's what I help my clients do, write the story they wanna write for their lives. That's so beautiful. I love that you're saying that you, you help your clients write the story that they want to write because sometimes we feel like we need to fit into into the mold of what society wants us to do so can you tell us a bit about your journey how you got started yeah absolutely uh, for me uh things started very very young for me um when i was born I was born with something called cerebral palsy. And if your, your viewers don't know what that is, it's lack of oxygen to the brain at labor. And as a result of this lack of oxygen to the brain at labor, it, it could lead to one side of the body paralyzed. And this does not go away. This is permanent. This is forever. Mm. So when I was born, I wasn't moving the right side of my body very much. And naturally, my mom was very concerned about that and took me to the doctors to get some testing done on to see what was wrong with me. And after numerous tests came back that I did in fact have cerebral palsy. And the doctors at the time thought it was so severe that they, they told my mother that I would never, ever, ever be able to walk. And when I got to a certain age, it would be a good idea 
to get me ready to be in a wheelchair because that was going to be my life going forward. Well, thank goodness for a great mother. She took me to other doctors to get other opinions, second, third, fourth, fifth, found a physician that was willing to help. And with this physician's help, I was able to walk at age three. I do not remember that, but obviously that was a huge feat because these other doctors said that was not going to happen. I was not going to be able to walk. And I defied the doctor's orders and I was able to walk, which was unbelievably awesome. Um, but I do remember being put into to soccer around when I was five or six years old. And at the time, I could only run about 25 to 50 yards. And the, obviously, these other kids could run around the soccer field. They're actually playing soccer. I'm basically standing there. And I remember going to my mom going, this is ridiculous. I'm basically standing there. I'm making a fool of myself. I don't want to play soccer anymore. And my mom telling me that if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's fine but we need to honor our commitments. So you need to finish out the soccer season. And if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's your prerogative. So that was kind of my mantra going forward, you know, honor your commitments. And that's what we did. I honored the commitment and I'm 40 years old. I've never played soccer since. <laughs> so uh, I got a big, big break when I was about six or seven years old. I got surgery on my right foot to tighten up the tenants to give me a little bit more spring in my step when I ran. And this was going to be a game changer for me. I did not know that at the time, but but it but it became a game changer. I switched schools around that time and I remember my first day of physical education, PE. I remember doing our stretches and the teacher saying, "Okay guys, run a lap." And I'm thinking to myself, "Here we go again." I'm going to run 25 to 50 yards and I'm going to have to stop. And these other kids are going to see that and they're going to start to tease me. But because of the surgery, it was different. I was able to go to the past that point where I normally have to stop. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, you got this, bud. Keep going, bud. Keep going. And I finished the lap with the other kids on the outside. I kept it nice and cool. But on the inside, I was like, yes, 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 yes. The yeah, first time in my life, it. I fit in. I did not stand out. I was just one of the other kids. And because of the surgery, things got easier for me, but I wouldn't consider them easy. I switched schools again in junior high, middle school. So I'm around 12 or 13 years old. And that's just a tough age. So just going to a new school, being 12 or 13 is tough because they already have their cliques. All these kids have been going to school with each other for for years already, and they have no no time for new kids. So just being a new kid, breaking into a, a middle school, junior high is tough. Well, I was a new kid, plus I had a little bit of a disability. I walk with a little bit of a limp. I hold my right arm a little bit differently. So I was bullied, teased right off the bat going to this new school. They didn't want anything to do with me. And, I, and on top of that, my mom raised me Catholic, so she wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. So Around that same time, I had to take an assessment test to see where I was at academically. So when I got to high school, they knew where to place me. Well, I must have bombed the test because when I met with the principal and my mom, the principal tells me and my mom that we're going to put Paul at the lowest level possible. And I don't expect much, much from him. He does not seem like he's going to be college material. After one test, this, this principal tells, tells, me, tells us this. So I'm defeated. I'm getting bullied and teased in school. Now I'm told that I'm stupid. So 
I am crying myself to sleep most nights going, why me? Why do I have to stand out? Why do I have to be different? Why can't I just be one of the other, other kids? And the emotions that were coming up for me mostly during this time were anger and sadness. And I knew deep down those weren't my go-to emotions, but because of the environment I was in, those were the emotions that were coming up most. And I was starting to get sick of feeling that way. So I thought, to, I said to myself, what could I do to change that? What could I do to distract me from these feelings? And I thought to myself, what if I set a goal for myself? So I set a goal midway through my eighth grade. I don't know what came over me, but I was just sick of feeling angry and sad and I wanted to do something different. So I set a goal. Um, at the time, I loved baseball. So I set a goal to say, what if I made my varsity baseball team? So from then on, I played fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. And I was doing this constantly over and over and over again. And the great thing about this, Tanya, I know this now, but I didn't know this at the time. I was changing the energy I was sending out to these kids. I had my shoulders back, my head up. I was showing more confidence in myself. And as a result of this new energy shift, these kids were sending a different energy back towards me. Instead of bullying and teasing me, they started rooting for me. So my junior high, middle school career was much, much different than my high school all because of my energy shift. And that alone was a win. And the cherry on top of the whole thing was I was able to make my varsity baseball team as a junior and a senior. And I graduated high school. And I really started to think about that goal that I set years earlier about being a varsity baseball player. And at the time, I thought it was near impossible. Somebody with cerebral palsy making a varsity high school baseball team, unheard of. But I was able to do that. And I just really started to think about what that principal said to me years earlier about not being college material. That's exactly what I was thinking now. Yeah, yeah. So at the time when I went to high school, I pretty much mailed it in. I just did enough to stay uh, eligible to play baseball because I thought in the back of my head, I'm like, what's the point? I'm not college material. Why waste my time? Just do enough to get by. Uh, and, and that's how I handled high school. But I thought I thought to myself, well, I made this goal, having cerebral palsy, making the varsity baseball team. Why can't I set another goal for myself to say that I am college material? So I enrolled in a junior college because that was the only place that would accept me at the time because my grades weren't good enough to go to a university. I got myself a tutor. I got myself a math tutor. I went to the math lab. I did everything I needed to do to increase my grade point average. And I took my barely 2.0 grade point average and I boosted it up to a 3.5. And as a result of the 3.5, I was able to transfer to a four-year university or was able to graduate from a university as a college graduate. And I so wanted to go back to that principal and say, see, see, you were wrong. I am college material. But in the end, I probably should thank her because I don't know if I would have hit the books as hard as I did if I didn't have her voice in my head playing over and over that I wasn't college material. So in the end, I should thank her for, for giving me the motivation to go after it as hard as I did. So now... You, you touched on something very powerful. I just wanted to learn, then I'll yeah. come back to the You just touched on something very powerful. Yeah. Oh, did you? You, you Yeah. Said, um, I don't know if you can hear me properly because it's 
Okay, you said that you because of the principle and a voice playing in your in your head, you actually made a shift because of what um she said. But is it that a lot of times people don't make the shift and could imposter syndrome be linked to other people's voices in our heads? Oh, absolutely. We're our worst critics. We say things to ourselves that a lot of times we wouldn't even say to our worst enemies, but we say to ourselves on a daily basis. And that's not right. We should not be saying these things to ourselves. We should be giving ourselves positive affirmations. So the first thing, first thing on that is being aware of what we, we say to ourselves. Write it all down. And then and spend a day doing that. Write your thoughts all, all day long. And then if you look back on it, and a lot of people will, and go, geez, I'm really, really hard on myself. Why am I so hard on myself? So now you, you set that awareness in your head. Like, oh, you know, when these, these negative thoughts come up, you can be aware of it now because you wrote it down. You, you know what's happening. So when these negative thoughts come up in your head, you can start counteracting that. Like, for instance, I'll go something simple. Like you look in the mirror at yourself and say, oh, you know what? I look big. I'm, I'm overweight. And you can say to yourself after that and goes, you know what? After work today, I'm going to go for a walk. And, I, and you know what? After that walk, I'm going to feel so good about myself because I normally don't do that. I'm giving my body exercise. And you just, you just counteract all those negative thoughts in your head and, it, and you go back to the imposter syndrome about, you know, whatever that is. You know, if it's your, you know, you being an, you said being an expert or something, you could say, oh, you know what? Nobody wants to listen to me. And then you can, after that, you go, well, well wait a minute. You can rattle off all the accomplishments you did in the past years to get you to where you're at right now. And then you can say, you know what? Because of these accomplishments that I've done over the years, I am an expert. And people should listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. So it's just changing that thinking, changing your mindset, getting rid of those negative thoughts in your head. You're never going to eliminate them. We're all human beings. We just need to be aware of them. And when we're aware of them, we can, we can, we can fix the problem. And once we feel good about ourselves, then we can go accomplish the things we want to accomplish. When I'm angry or sad, I'm not very productive at all. But when I'm happy, I'm very productive. So true. So true. I, I absolutely understand that. And I get it, like, especially in, in terms of when you are referred to as an expert. I know that a lot of times in my early days, when people would be like, but Tanya, you are the expert at this. And I would be like, I felt like looking over my shoulder if they're talking to somebody else whose name was Tanya, because I didn't feel like the expert. I didn't feel like I knew what I was talking about, even though when I would open my mouth, I knew what I was talking about, but somehow it felt wrong. It felt wrong to say that I knew more. I just felt that I wasn't there in that place that people were putting me in. And I know that to deal with it, it's a daily battle because you constantly have to remind yourself of who you are, what you have achieved, and how far you have gone. And I recently had a conversation with somebody um, on Clubhouse. I was holding a room. And she came up on this and we started chatting. Kanye, if you're watching this, hi. And she said, like, oh, I don't feel like I can do this because I don't feel that I am where 
and one of the um, way I am faced where I could teach people, but I told them, we had so much experience in corporate, for example, we've been doing this. So what makes you say that you don't have the experience? So I kind of wanted to know where does this imposter syndrome come from? Well, the imposter syndrome comes from our own heads. We are the ones that are causing this imposter syndrome. It's all these negative thoughts that come in our heads. We're human beings and that happens. And we'll never, ever, ever uh, fully eliminate imposter syndrome because we're always going to have negative thoughts. We're all human beings. So that's the first thing that, that I want your audience to understand is don't feel discouraged if you feel like, oh, I beat it, and then it comes back. You never fully beat it. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant journey of really feeding your mind with positive affirmations, positive things. One of the best things to do about imposter syndrome is focus in on what is going well in your life right now, what you're grateful for. It, it could be outside of what you know, your, uh, your feeling is, is impo your imposter syndrome. It could be uh, focusing in on how great of a family I have or how great friends I have or, or my sense of humor. Or even if you're having a really bad day, it could be I'm alive and I, I have an opportunity to change the things that are going on in my life. Whatever it is, focus in on that because that will help you change your, 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 your mindset, your, what you're thinking about. How many times in my life I bought a car, right? And I'm driving the car around, this new car, and now all of a sudden I see that car that I just bought all over the place. I didn't see it before about the car, but I see it now. And that your mind's looking out for it. So that's the same thing with a positive negative mindset and with the imposter syndrome. You go with what your mind's thinking about. So if you feed your mind with positive, positive messaging, then your your mind will, or will is gonna be seeking more of that positive vibes coming back towards you. And that was the same thing. With when I went out for the high school baseball team, I started to change my thinking. And as a result of what, how I was changing my thinking, people started giving me a different energy because my energy was different. And it, it, it's the same thing for anything that you want to accomplish in life. If you have the right mindset, things come easier for you. If you don't, it's going to be very, very tough. And that, that goes back to the imposter syndrome. Um, it, it's just thoughts in your head. It's not reality. Don't let it be your reality. Just change it. Change your thinking. And I know it's not easy, but it's necessary to accomplish the things that you really want to accomplish. Well, you have just fed us a big chunk that we kind of need to swallow. We need to change our thinking and feed our mind with positive. So, now, let's say I'm, I'm new at this. I'm, not, I'm just starting out on this personal growth journey. And I'm battling a lot of trauma because I think most of the time it's also childhood trauma plays into the whole situation when you become an adult and you feel like you're not, you have no right to speak, maybe the way you were brought up. So how do I start now? feeding my, my, my mind with positive things, with positive thoughts. Well, I have an exercise that I have uh, all my clients do, and it's this exercise that I do myself. Um, when you wake up in the morning, before you do your morning routine, whatever that morning routine is, 
take a few minutes to think about what is going well in your life right now. I know it sounds simple, but it truly works. And just focus in on that for a few minutes and then start your day. Because what happens is you start to program your mind to look out for those positive things in your day. Up, oh, you could get something on your phone. Oh, I just got free coffee. Up, oh, the day keeps building and building and building. And that is that is what you need to do. And then and then at lunchtime, when you're eating your lunch, go back to it. What is going? What what happened in that? What happened in that period of time that was good? And focus in on that. And then go back to work. And then when you end your day, be after you before you go home or whatever you're doing. Think about, oh, you know, how did I end my day? What, how, what positive things can I take away from that day? And you do this constantly. You can't just do this once. If you do this once, it's not going to work. You, it won't change your thinking. This has to be done on a daily basis. And um, I would recommend, but you don't have to, I would recommend having it in a journal. I recommend writing it down. I think it, if you write it down, it becomes it, it, it becomes stronger to you. Now, some people don't like to do that, and that's fine. But the most important thing is you focus in on it at least three or four times a day. And if you do that, and you do this constantly every single day, you're going to see results. You're going to see your mindset changing. And as a result of this change in your mindset, you're going to see that you're, gonna, you're, you're more efficient during the day. You accomplish more things. You want to take more risks. You're more comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. So a lot of great things happen when you start doing this gratitude practice. So it's extremely important you start your day with it. And then that sets the tone. So hopefully that answers your question on that. Well, I definitely answered that question. I think anybody that is going to watch or hear this, and if you take anything from this interview, you need to take this. Because that literally can change your pattern of thinking. And I actually did that. I think I started doing it sometime a year or twice ago. And I think it changed it completely. It was a complete turnaround. Because at the time, I was going through depression. I was really going through the most and changing shifting my mind from the dark place where my mind kept it's like it keeps playing scenarios in your head and then when you start shifting it then you start playing positive scenarios in your head and it definitely can help now let me switch it back let's talk about quickly about you before we wrap up this interview so paul how do you work with clients how can somebody get hold of you if they want more of what you just did just now. There's a few ways ways to get in touch with me. I appreciate you asking me this. One is you can go on my website, a call to action .coach. I actually have a free guide on the on there that you can just log on and, and click on it on how you're going to be able to rewrite your story, how I was able to rewrite my story, and how to maximize your day. It's right on my website. It's free. You can go ahead and download it. No problem. Get it. Secondly. I have a Facebook group called Rewrite Your Story, and it's people from all over the world. And what we do is we share our stories with no judgment, only support. We're there together to support each other. And we meet up once a month, and we have a, a group conversation. Again, we're just lifting each other up. We're supporting each other. And we, I welcome everybody, Tanya. I hope you join. I want everybody in there. 
and we're all there just to help lift each other up. That's all we try to do in this group. Rewrite your story, Facebook group. It's a wonderful community, wonderful people, and I really, really enjoy it. You mentioned how they can work with you. Do you have any coaching program or any courses that they can take with you? We, I, well, the only the only two things that we do here, I keep it as simple as possible. You get you can either go one on one with me, or you can go with the group. Okay. Those are the two ways I do it. I okay. keep it very very simple. I don't do too many of the courses. I, I just I, I I'm all about connecting with human beings. I think it. I got like to go old school with that. I think it's it's the best way to communicate. I have different various things that we do, but it's customized to what whoever I'm I'm talking to, because I think that the the one thing that I've learned about coaching is the the number one thing about it is actively listening to who you're talking to. That is huge. It's better than giving any type of advice whatsoever. Just actively listening to the person that you're talking to. Because so often, people don't have people that listen. We're, we're, sometimes we're just polite, where we just stop talking and allow them to, to say what they're saying, but we're really not listening to what they're actually saying. So I want to have a space where people can, can talk and I am actively listening to what they have to say. Because I, I think that's huge. Because there's there's been coaching sessions, several coaching sessions, where I probably said four to five words in an hour. Mm -hmm. And the client goes, wow, this was amazing. Thank you for the session. And I'm thinking to myself, all I, all, I'm, all I did was actively listen to what you said. I didn't do anything more. I didn't give you any advice. I probably said five words. So the power of listening is huge because we want to be heard. We want to have our voices heard. And when we have that opportunity, we feel so good about ourselves. Wow, well, thank you so much. That is so true. And, and that makes you a terrific coach for doing that. So to anybody that is looking to improve their mindset, Paul's DMs, Paul's emails, Paul is open. You can start with finding his group and reach out to him and talk to him. As you can see, he has an amazing story and has been able to rewrite his story and not let situations dictate what his story would be. So this is such an amazing conversation we had here. And I appreciate you for coming and I appreciate sharing your story. I remember we connected over that story because it's not my personal story, but my brother had such a situation. And thank God for great mothers, right? <laughs> for mothers that won't take no for an answer. So definitely connect with Paul. He's going to help you change your mindset because that's the only way to deal with imposter syndrome. It won't go away. It will still be there. Like you will be able to handle the, ne the negative thoughts and actually push it away so that you can carry on and have a great life. Thank you so much, Paul, for the conversation. Tanya, thanks so much for listening to me. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure to have you. I hope we do this again soon. And with that, guys, um, I am going to share Paul's details. If you um, you're listening to me in the in 
The show notes, you will find details to his email and to his website and as well on YouTube. Just check the description box. I'll share all his details there so you can get hold of him and start working with him so we can get you started on your journey and you can rewrite your story. On that note, we're going to hand it here. Thank you so much for everybody that tuned in, for everybody that is listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, share, leave comments, and also leave some great reviews. We appreciate it down here. Thank you so much and bye.